this damn episode because this nigga, this nigga tweaking. Ah. <laughs> to defeat my enemy, I extinguish his life and consume him as I consume these flames. <laughs> you shoot me in a dream, you better wake up and apologize. English motherfucker, do you speak it? I thought you said he was a getaway driver. What the fuck can he get away from, me? Eh? I'm gonna make him an offer again with you. Forget it, Jake, it's Chinatown. He pulls a knife, you pull a gun. He sends one of yours to the hospital, you send one of his to the morgue. That's the shotgun. That's how you get the bomb. I heard you paint houses. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Brackets and B-Rolls, the podcast that brings together March Madness and movies in the best way possible. Except today is not that portion of our show. We're not bringing together March Madness and movies in the best way possible. Instead, today, we're going to be uh, putting something under review. I'm still workshopping that intro. I don't like it. It was kind of stupid. But anyway, I'm your host, Ty, a.k.a. Fly Guy Ty. Holy shit, I said it right. Um, that's the first time ever. Uh, hey, man. Go ahead and tell him. Go ahead and tell him who my, uh, my trusty side side character, my side co-host is. Well, if you had called me sidekick, I'd have stuck you. I almost did. I, I had to catch myself. I knew you wouldn't have liked that one. I knew. <laughs> I had to I, see. I took your feelings into account. That's how you know. I, I fuck with you. The literal first time you've ever done so. But I appreciate that. <laughs> What it do, guys? It's your boy Quattro. I'm on the mic. Hey, yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. How you doing? How you been? Bro, I'm so tired, but I'm going to push through. Hey, man. I, I appreciate that, bro. Good, big love. Big love. Hey, man. Uh, it's a good day to be a Jags fan, ain't it? Bro, hell to the yeah, bro. We didn't re-sign Blake. We traded oh. the first pick for Zach Wilson, bro. Oh I just feel God. like this is a great, right. a great no. time. If you're a, a if you're a if you're a, if you are a football fan at all and you just heard what the fuck he said and you know he's full of shit. <laughs> Blake, if you hey if Blake gets the answer, you asking the right question. Okay, we're moving on. <laughs> this, this, this nigga is starting the podcast. He he said he woke up this morning and chose uh, uh, foolishness. So. Uh, <laughs> Let's go ahead and get into it, man. We introduced it last time. We did an under-review episode last week for the Falcon and the Winter Soldier Season 1. Uh, now we're going to continue that. We're about to hop into what we've been into, something that we've been uh, watching, reading, um, listening to, I guess, that we want to share with you all, the listener, and just a second for us two to catch up. So, hey, bro, what you been into? Um, Nah, not too much, man. I just finished uh, Victorious up, so I'm now in the market for a new show. Uh, psych, I'm going into Invincible. Uh, as soon right. as I get some time to watch some TV and be watching Invincible next. Um, I just rewatched all the Chronicles of Narnia movies. Holy really, shit. like, forgot how far those are. Um, like, really, like, pretty solid. And also, we just re- finished rewatching both Kill Bill movies, too. Oh, man. Oh, so, oh, my God. I so need to... Good. I'm trying to watch the... Um... There's a there's a, a long cut of that. That's just one movie, and it's called Kill Bill: The Whole Bloody Affair. And I want to see that in theaters so bad. I need I want to find a theater that's doing it like for a special release or whatever. And I want to check that out. Is it's it like, not out yet? 
No, it's out. It's just it's like it's just something that like they do only on. Um, well, you can like, you can rent out a theater special release. Yeah, I don't I don't know if they have it available. I'd do that in a heartbeat though. Like I would do oh. that so fucking quick. It's one of those because okay. it's like you know they don't they might not have it available and it's not like because it's not you. like they it's, it's not like the official version. I don't even know how to fuck you explain it. But yeah, there's yeah. a version of the movie that's cut. Like both of them are cut together. Like there's no like there's a there's a I think there's a scene that stitches them together to make it one. Uh, complete movie because that's how uh, Quentin Tarantino wrote it anyway. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah, I just uh, I really solidify, really resolidified my love for the film for those films. Although, like, I still maintain, like, I've always said that two felt anticlimactic for me. But you know, uh, since like since the, the the second Kill Bill came out, he's come out with so much more, so many more great movies, and like the endings are so much better like that seems like something he fixed moving forward so um yeah that's pretty much all i've been into it was really kind of a, a slow week for me i just wanted i've been i was really focused on finishing victorious because that seemed like it was taking forever to finish but yeah, finally did that so yes what's up man i um interestingly enough i prefer the second kill bill to the first one because <gasps> really that's yeah a conversation I've, for off mic but yeah interesting uh, um i mean honestly i feel like the listeners might be interested in this conversation i don't imagine it taking that long uh oh. i just i know one time i explained it to you as um i see the kill bills like uh the infinity ward endgame pairing like kill bill volume one is like infinity war all action all the time very yeah. little character stuff, whereas Kill Bill Volume Two is like Endgame. Endgame is very much character driven. You're with mm-hmm. the original Avengers plus a couple of the side pieces, and <clears throat> and that gives you a chance to really um, just kind of uh, wrap up character arcs that have been going on for the past twenty at that point twenty two movies. Uh, whereas in Kill Bill Volume Two, uh, Volume One has some of the fucking coolest action I've ever seen. Like yeah. that dojo dojo shit, so fucking fire. Oh my goodness. Yeah. But then <laughs> Kill Bill Volume Two, I love it a lot because we get into like understanding why. And I really think uh David Carradine, if that's who I believe plays Bill, um, is he is he, he brings so much to that character. He's so compelling. And just like I like understanding why all this is going on. Cause like Kill Bill, the first one is like you just drop right into it and then you kinda have to piece it together. As to what, like, why Kill Bill is a thing. Whereas Kill Bill Volume 2, one, I love the Pai Mei stuff. That shit is so cool. Um, but two, I really just enjoy the fact that, like, we get a chance to live and kind of understand uh, uh, Beatrix on a, on a better, on a deeper level. And uh, like I said, it just has, a lo- it has some of my favorite character moments um, between, between those two technically one movie um but yeah so that's that's kind of where i'm coming from but i do i would like to revisit both i haven't watched them in i'd say about a year or so but i'd, I'd like to revisit them because i imagine it'd be whatever i'm in the mood for if i'm in the mood to see some kick-ass action i'm definitely gonna throw on volume one over volume two um but the ending i really like the ending of volume two but i could see why comparatively speaking i can see it's a lot it's definitely a lot uh one of his less flat least flashiest I don't know how I'm trying to phrase that. It's definitely not a very flashy ending in comparison to yeah. the movies that like come directly afterwards to like Death Proof, um, uh, uh, The Hateful Eight. Oh, no, Death Proof and Glorious Bastards for sure. Uh, the Hateful Eight, Django, 
Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Like, all those movies, everything, like you said, everything post-Kill Bill Volume 2 is definitely, like, some of those endings are, like, explosive. So, yeah, I, I see you. But uh, that's, that's but, what's up. And, and my, my score for the two movies, like, don't differ too much. Like, I have two just a hair below one. Like, it wasn't, like, a significant knock or anything like that. But it definitely, like, was not as highly rated as, as for one for me. But go ahead. What's your, what's your next thought? What are you saying? Yeah, I'm right there with you, honestly, uh, as far as the ratings are concerned. Like, I, volume one for me is a four out of uh, four stars. And then I had volume two is, like, a four and a half. But, like, I honestly, I, if I could shift into, like, 4.25s both, that'd be perfectly fine for me. Um, but, yeah, that's good conversation. Uh, yeah, whatever. Uh, basically, all I've been into, uh, it's also been a relatively slow week for me. haven't had a chance to watch uh, any movies, actually. I've been fucking busting my ass trying to get these, get my, get some last work done. I uh, had a short film I was working on. Um for an, a school assignment we ended up that uh, it was a whole different uh story had a lot of issues with it but we ended up kind of finishing it we're still working on it but we got it in for school that is we're still working on getting the actual cut together who knows there might be a chance for y'all to see that someday um it was pretty fun to do it, it definitely uh it was it was my first time ever making something so it was definitely like a re a reinforcement that like oh yeah i want to make movies like that's my that's what i'm trying to do uh with my life for, for real um yeah i saw that hey shout out oh yeah 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 um what else did i oh yeah and i had to write a couple papers i had to write a paper on do the right thing that i'm not i wasn't particularly proud of but i think it was still a solid paper if i if i had more time i could have definitely uh put out some better shit because earlier this year i wrote one on get out that was like mm, that shit was some of the best shit i've ever written uh nice. And I'm also working on, as of recording this, I'm working on a 2001 A Space Odyssey paper. So, well, uh, nice. well, uh, well yeah, we'll, 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 we'll see. I'm going to keep on trucking. Uh, as far as shit that I watched, though, no movies, but I did. Oh, before you get into, I had to write a paper for Taxi Driver and Joker around, like, the same time. That was so interesting. <laughs> oh, that's like the, like, Joker's, like, uh, Taxi Driver's little brother. I imagine he could have. Was, Bro, no, like, it wasn't hard. It just was, like, it was, they kind of both in my head got kind of very congealed. Yeah, I could, yeah, they I were so see, They yeah. were so same. They, they were, like, the same. Yeah, it's like, it's, like I said, like, Joker's, like, it was easy driver's hard little at the same brother. Time. It's like, they're, it's like, it's like, it's, it, I can imagine it, it's really, it's easy to let those thoughts, like, kind of mix together. And that's not, yeah. that's not exactly the best thing when and, you're trying and to it's write interesting papers. One was a film paper, and one was for my psychology class. Mm, I think Taxi damn. Driver... No, Joker was for my psychology class, and Taxi Driver was for my film class. So, like, I had to write two significantly different papers about the same topic, essentially. Yeah, that's yeah, that's pretty cool. I'd like to... Well, man, that's, I need to revisit uh, both of those movies, but especially Taxi Driver, because Taxi Driver is... Uh, Taxi Driver is incredible. Joker's yeah. very good too, at least in my opinion. Joker's very controversial. Uh, anyway, uh, what else? Uh, TV shows that I watched. Um, oh yeah, I wa I started that new anime. I'm not a real. I'm not huge into anime. I, I like it, but I don't really have the time to watch a lot of it. Um, but there's this new one uh, starring Lakeith Stanfield, and he's one of my favorite actors. So anything that he's in, I'm gonna check out. And there's this new anime that dropped um, about a black samurai called. Uh, it's out. Yeah, it dropped yesterday. Oh. 
I watched the first episode. Oh yeah. It's only like six episodes. I think they dropped them all. If they, if they dropped them all, it's only six episodes. Uh, but it's called Yasuke. Um, oh. and it, it's pretty. The first episode, it's pretty interesting. Like I'm not really under. I'm not sure how I feel about it yet, but. At the very least, it looks cool. So I'm, I'm definitely gonna, I'm definitely gonna finish the first season. At the very least, um, I also started. I don't know how old this anime is, but Seven Deadly Sins. The first episode of that was pretty fucking cool. Uh, what else? Uh, the finale of Invincible dropped uh, yesterday, or as of recording this, they did actually do a special release. They dropped it at like 9 p.m. instead of 12, the way they usually do, and that mm. was fucking so that was so good i cannot stress how good invincible is i put on our uh, instagram story last night um as of recording this it is uh we need are we doing a invincible under review episode and hella people were uh voting yes so go ahead get on that shit real quick bro because we gotta we gotta get that episode out for the people (laughs) (laughs) oh man I don't know. I don't know what the fuck is funny. Okay. <laughs> hey man, it's all love. And then uh, last thing that I wanted to shout out was um, I started this this uh, Last Chance You basketball. Last Chance You is a show that's uh, basically about it's typically if I'm not mistaken, all the previous seasons have been about football, and it's basically about these guys who um, are basically on their last chance, like they might have. Uh, for lack of a better word, fumbled the bag in high school and uh, missed the opportunity to move on to that next level. Uh, not for reasons, uh, not for it because they're untalented, but because of uh, like outside circumstances. And this is, <laughs> uh, but this is, uh, uh, and this is a basketball version of that. So it's just a, it's just a, a show, like a little documentary about um, this, this school out in East Los Angeles. Um, and it's about these guys that are trying to just, uh, I guess, pounce on that last chance and make it to the next level uh, in their careers. So it's pretty cool. It's pretty interesting. I used to play basketball uh, in high school, and it's it's really it's really cool to to see a realistic portrayal of uh, a sport that I love, especially in um, in terms of the school setting. Because a lot of the shit that I see is just like, bro, that's so cap. That's just that's just bullshit right there. Uh, also, honorable mention, I, I watched the first episode of that, uh, The Big Shot on Disney Plus with um, Jesse from from Bro, Full House. yeah, I've been following that. Oh, Are you, you've it. been watching it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like I'll, that show. I only watched the first episode. I was like, huh, I'm not, I'm not, I, I don't hate it. I'm going to watch Bro, it. I'm, I'm going to check it it's out. It's weird because like, I just recently, like in the last month or so, just got into The Mighty Ducks. Mm. And essentially, it's The Mighty Ducks, but as a show. Like, that's kind of exactly how the Mighty Ducks went. Mm-hmm. You Except know the Mighty Ducks have a show, too. I'm watching that, too. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And, bro, and that actually is really good. Like, it's so fucking funny. I've heard I've it, heard. And, I've like, heard it's that. really good. I've heard like, it. I'm, really, I'm enjoying that more than the Big Shot so far. All right, that's good. But, yeah, I'm, I've been following those. I'm a, I'm, I got to catch up on the Big Shot. I haven't. I only watched the first episode. But, uh, yeah, I that's all. You're only... Two episodes behind. I think like the third one would have dropped uh, as recording this today. So okay, yeah. So I'm, I'll catch up on that at some point. Episodes are pretty uh, short and simple. So feeling good about that though. But definitely, uh, if I the best thing that I watched this this whole week, uh, Invincible, Invincible, season eight or sorry, season eight, season one, episode eight, uh, season finale, are might be the best comic book show superhero show I've watched this year. And I've watched WandaVision of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and I really like both of those shows. Oh, fuck. Yeah. So, 
Invincible. Ooh. And I, and there's a real conversation to be had that Invincible might be my favorite. At the very least, it might be my favorite. I don't know if it's the best. It might be. Over um, Doom Patrol, bro? You was well, I haven't watched Doom for Patrol. two years. I haven't watched Doom Patrol this year. I'm saying, that's why I put this year. In 2021. I'm giving myself a little... Because I, I don't know if Invincible stacks up against Watchmen or Doom Patrol. But oh. um, those are my two Those are my two like litmus tests when it comes to comic book shows. And Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn is also really fucking good. Bro, where's the boys at, though? Oh, my God. I can't... I, God, I totally yeah. forgot about the boys. Ah, I the totally, boys. But the boys didn't come out this year either. So we're good. We're good. I, I, I gave myself a good enough cushion. Invincible sitting pretty. Yeah. We'll see. If Lucky the boys, they come out this year. It's a lot, so they could have come out this year. <laughs> Man. Um, but yeah, that's about it. That's everything that I've been into. That's everything you've been into. So, um, hey, let us know what y'all been into. Hit us up on the gram. Hit us up on Twitter. Um, and just let us know. But now we're about to get into the Oscars. The 93rd Oscars, the thing that y'all clicked on this episode for. Uh, I know, personally, I don't really care that much i'm in a really weird space with the oscars i don't not so we're a lot of people this year <laughs> I, and i and i don't like and i mean uh as a as a ceremony i guess like i don't particularly care ever. like i'm not like oh the I, I let me prefer it like this if the if my favorite movie doesn't win an oscar i don't think that my movie is bad i just typically i'm like oh that's a snub from the oscars which is Pretty normal, I'd say. And the Oscars also yeah. have a pretty, I don't want to say refined, but they have a very, uh, it, it's, it seems like a very idiosyncratic taste. Like they, it's like they like what they like. Very rarely will they step outside of that. Hence like phrases like Oscar bait, which is why uh, I've used to describe certain things that were nominated this year, years in the past. Uh, but I say all that to say, I've, especially since I've only gotten, become a movie lover over the past like two years or so. I've never really gave a shit about it prior. And then this is the first year that like I was into it from like beginning to end. Like for like I saw a lot of the shit that was nominated, unlike in 2019, where I saw a good chunk of stuff, but I didn't see I'd say I saw probably like half of it, maybe maybe a little bit less than half. Uh, But this year I saw I was on it. Like I saw a lot of that shit, partially because we spent the last year locked in our houses. But anyway, uh, I say all that to say last year. The 2020 Oscars got uh, postponed to 2021 because we didn't... Wait, actually, no, they didn't. No, they did not. I'm tripping. 2020 Oscars did happen because they happened in, like, February, and that was before the world got shut down. So this year, uh, Oscars typically happen in February, or earlier in the year, but uh, I believe they decided... I don't remember when they decided this. I think it was April of last year, uh, maybe a little bit later. Last yeah, year. it was April last year. They decided that they were going to push back uh, the following year's Oscars, this year's Oscars, uh, to a, a few months to give, because um, so much stuff had been halted, so much production had been halted on movies this past year. Um, so they were like, you know what, we're gonna push back, we're gonna push back our date to expand the eligibility eligibility of certain things and give them a chance to um, give give twenty twenty give some twenty twenty give some 2021 movies a chance to make the cut. Uh, and so ordinary, I did some research. Ordinarily, the Academy Awards require films to have received a theatrical release in the previous calendar year in at least one cinema in Los Angeles County for at least seven days with three screenings per day in order to be eligible. So those are the normal circumstances under which a movie has to be uh, released in order to qualify for the Oscars, which I did not know it was that specific. Um, 
I I knew it had something to do with Los Angeles. I would have, if you'd asked me, I would have said something about New York too. But I didn't know it had to be at least a week, and I didn't know it had to have at least three screenings a day. Like that is, that's pretty that's pretty fascinating. Uh, but this year they adjusted those requirements to allow films that were released via paid subscription service or transactional VOD. So like anything that's like like your Netflixes, your HBOs, um, your Hulus, like anything that was released on those was allowed because typically you're not allowed like they're not allowing streaming service movies in there or things that were bought uh on vod vod just stands for video on demand so a lot of shit came out via those two options last year and so they were like you know what we'll expand our rules so that these things can qualify they also expanded the number of cities to um for eligible releases uh from los angeles county to uh, Atlanta, Chicago, Houston, Miami, New York City, and the San Francisco Bay Area. So those are all, all the big new. <laughs> yeah, so they, they they expanded their 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 list quite a bit. If I'm not mistaken, most of that is going back to is reverting back to their old ways after this year. Once once things uh, return back to some form of normalcy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was a, it was an interesting year. This has been a really interesting year. The Oscars typically happen in February, but this year they got moved to April. So. Um, it just it's been really weird this year, uh, and I guess I guess now we can hop into the actual awards instead of saving. Yeah, actually no, I'll 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 handle this up top too. Uh, the Oscars performed really poorly um, this year. This was the lowest rated Academy Awards broadcast ever with ten point four million views, and that was that down. That was nine. Oh no! But, uh, what I saw like on the little research I did, it was ten point four million. And then it was down fifty six percent from last year's, which was twenty three point six million. So people really were not fucking with the Oscars this year. One, because I think a lot of it has to do with people not really knowing a lot of the stuff that came out this year. Um, uh, and then I guess you can I guess you can also say that a lot of that stuff people just didn't care. Like I don't think people really I don't think the Oscars have as much prestige. As maybe they used to. I don't remember because, like I no. said, I don't. I've never. I was never into movies that much when I was younger, so I, I can't do. speak to. There was a time where, like, you know, I would watch the Oscars and and the Grammys and stuff like that, but like, I don't know, just like something happened where like it just kind of stopped mattering. It and I think you kind of mentioned it, it. It just became a lot of the same. Like you kind of knew based on what was been chosen before what was going to be picked again. Like yeah. anything that was kind of out of the box wasn't going to be chosen. It usually was, was should have been the thing that was going to be chosen. So it was like, there's really no point of watching it. Then the show was always just, like, the production was always just poor and weak. And the mm-hmm. hosts were boring. And then when it got over politi- politicized a few years ago, like, it just, it took a, it took a hit there. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's really, like, they really need to figure out a new formula or a new way to present this show in order for it to continue to, to be successful. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty fascinating. I know that, like I said, I was never, as a kid, I was never all that interested in either the Oscars or the uh, the Grammys. Um, I do know though, as I'd say, what year was that? Uh, what year was it? Uh, uh, fucking the heist and Good Kid, Mad City, Macklemore and Kendrick Lamar's albums. What what year was that? Twenty ten. I, I want to ah. say 2012, but I, I'm gonna look that up real quick. But basically, I say I, what I'm saying is, I remember after that, like there, that was the year, 
That was, yeah, 2012. So probably the 2013 Grammys. Uh, I don't know exactly. But either 2012 or 2013 when um, Macklemore's best rap, when Macklemore Oh, he won. beat Nas that year? Huh? Didn't he beat Nas that year? He, I don't know if Nas was. In, I know the big, the big, like the big uh, narrative behind, or not narrative, but like the big story of that year was uh, the heist. Macklemore's rap album beat Kendrick Lamar's Good Kid, Mad City for That's best rap was. album. And I know that was like really big on the internet. Everyone's like, okay, like this is a, at this point, like the Oscars or the Grammys really don't mean shit. Argument to be had, it's a better album, but I, you know what. Just I'm sorry, what? Your, depends on your taste, bro. That, Did you just the, try the to tell me that heat. the heist is better that, than that, Good that, Kid, Mad City? Bro, yes. Bro, I'm out, man. I think it's tripping. The heist is fucking heat. And, I'm, and Good Kid, Mad City is also a phenomenal album, cover to cover, but so is, like, Macklemore's album. And then uh, he okay. had a breakout song. Like, I understand why it won. And, uh, I don't. What the hell? Like, they're objectively, like, or I won't say objectively, because... Yeah, Whatever. And you but, heard the whole Heist album? Uh, not in years, no. Mm. But I know Kendrick Lamar. I can't. Obje- I'm gonna say this objectively. Kendrick Lamar is a better rapper than Macklemore. Like he's just better. Like that's I'll just. Agree. I'll agree. And so, like, and, the, the the award isn't for who's the better rapper. It's who had the better it's album? Who made the better album? And I think I wholeheartedly believe Kendrick made the better album. Like the like the whole Good Kid, Mad City is a ba- it's not a concept album, but it's. It's in some ways a concept. It's a, definitely a story album, and it has one of the big like. I mean, it's definitely not. There's definitely no thrift sh- thrift shop. But on see, here. that's a perfect example, right? Story albums, at least in recent years, not even recent years, like for a long time, very rarely win that in that category. That Which, that's just not something. That's that's one of those boxes that you know the cat the recording academy doesn't step out of. Just like you know with the actual with the Oscars. And, you know, they don't really step out the box with, you know, things that are outside the box. So that that really does track, bro. That was a great point. Oh, well, really see. Brought us, really brought us home there. Uh, I, I'm, I try, man. I be thinking 10 steps ahead on you niggas. <laughs> Boom. I know that was, I know when that happened, that was like a pretty big thing on the internet. Like, all right, the Oscar, the, the Grammys, like, already didn't give a shit about them. Definitely don't give a shit about them now, though. Um, so, yeah. And then... The, uh, Macklemore didn't make it and then that, Yeah. And because of things like that, you know, major artists and, you know, people that, that give a fuck in movies, they, they've, they've gone out and actually spoken out against those things. Like, hey, like, we don't care if we win your award or not. Like, I mean, yeah. Kanye, one of the biggest people ever has a video pissing in a Grammy. Like, bruh, what does that do for your, for your organization? Bro, seriously, like, The weekend he was pissed this year. He's like he said he's. He's like I'm not. He, I'm not even like nom, like don't 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 nominate my shit. <laughs> yeah, like that. Like that is such a big. That's such a big hit for these kinds of uh, award shows. If they want to remain relevant, that is. I'm sure. Like right. They'll they'll still do it. I'm sure. But like then you're gonna end up getting years where like 10 million people watch, and then eventually you might not even get that many people to watch. So it's just. It's and the hosts suck, bro. It's. So it's trash. It's it's a it's a it's a really they're in a they're in a precarious spot. The Grammys and the Oscars. If I'm not if I can if I do say so myself, I think that they've uh they've got a lot of work they've got a lot to work through, and I I'm not exactly confident that they'll get it figured out. I feel like they just make the shows fun. Like like people like there's a reason the Nickelodeon Kids Choice Wars gets so many fucking views. Not only because it's marketed kids. 
but it's a fun ass show to watch. Like it, that show, in more on a more adult route, the um, the MTV Music and Music and Video Awards, bro, they get hundreds of millions of views every year because they're fucking fun to watch. <laughs> but this is it's a black tie event on TV. Who wants to black tie events are boring. <laughs> very fair like it's basically a circle jerk for everybody in the industry like they can get yeah. in, they can come in and be like oh look at everything that we've done together like we we're so proud of all the work that we've done collectively and even then it feels very exclusive because it doesn't feel that they're actually giving tribute to people that have done exceptional work a lot of the shit that does end up winning or is nominated it's like that's not even the best like you could have i can think of like three things off the top of my head that are better than that that was just not like I don't get it. Like it's very the Oscars. We got on that long ass fucking spiel to say that the Oscars don't really have much uh, weight in either of our minds. They don't. They don't really. They don't take up that much real estate. And they're losing more and more as the years seem to be going on. Exactly. So with that said, though, I still find it in myself to look at the nominations and then see what wins. And then possibly bitch about it because I guess that's what's fun. <laughs> that's that's what's fun yeah. to do. Uh, anyway, so let's go ahead. We'll just go ahead and announce all the the categories and all mm. the winners, and then we'll talk about the things that we've seen uh, in each category and like just kind of have a discussion. So, uh, and this is the order in which they were announced at the show. Uh, let me pull that up right here. All right. So we have uh, best original screenplay. Uh, Went to Emerald Fennel for writing uh, Promising Young Woman. Uh, we had Best Adapted Screenplay, uh, Christopher Hampton and Florian Zeller for The Father. Uh, Best International Feature Film, Another Round from Denmark. Uh, Best Supporting Actor, Daniel Kaluuya for Judas and the Black Messiah. Uh, Best Makeup and Styling, Sergio Lopez, Rivera, Mia Neal, and Jamika Wilson for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Uh, Best Costume, oh, excuse me, voice crack. Best Costume Design, uh, Anne Roth for Ma Rainey's uh, Black Bottom. Oh, wow, that was gross. Excuse me, Bert. Uh, the Gene Hersholt Humanitarian Award, Tyler Perry and the Motion Picture and Television Fund. Um, Best Director, Chloe Zhao uh, went, uh, for Nomadland. Best Sound, Nicholas Becker, Jamie Baxt, Michelle Kutalink, Kutalink, I think. Carlos Cortez and Philip Blad for Sound of Metal. Uh, best short film, uh, live action, Do Distant Strangers, Trayvon Free, and Martin Desmond Rowe. Uh, best animated short, If Anything Happens, I Love You, Will McCormick and Michael uh, Govier, or Govier. And best animated feature film, Soul, Pete Doctor, and Dana, Dana Murray. Uh, best documentary, short subject, uh, Colette. Uh, oh, yeah, Colette was the winner. Uh, Anthony Gacciano and Alice Doyard. For the people that worked on it. Best Documentary Feature, My Octopus Teacher, Pippa Ehrlich, James Reed, and Craig Foster. Uh, best Visual Effects, Tenet, for, uh, Andrew Jackson, David Lee, uh, Andrew Lockley, and Scott Fisher. Best Actress in a Supporting Role, Yeo-Jung uh, Yoon uh, for her role in Minari. Uh, best Production Design, uh, Production Design, Donald Graham Burt. And Sect Decoration went to Jane or Jan Pascal for Mank. Uh, best cinematography, best cinematography, Eric Messerschmidt for Mank. Uh, best film editing went to Mikkel E.G. Nielsen sound, for Sound of Metal. Best score went to Trent, Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross, and John Baptiste for Soul. Uh, best song 
went to Fight For You, music by uh, her and Dernst Emil, uh, lyrics by her and Tiara Thomas uh, for Judas and the Black Messiah, and Best Picture went to Nomadland, um, and Best Actress went to Frances McDormand for Nomadland, and Best Actor went to Anthony Hopkins for The Father. Uh, also, something that's of note uh, this year, and I think for years going forward, uh, Best Sound was uh, previously two different categories, Best Sound Mixing and Best Sound Editing. And they just decided to put those two together, which seems really intuitive. I don't know why they best take achievement in sound. Uh, yeah, well, I don't know why that didn't. I don't know why that hasn't been the thing now. But I don't know why. I feel ha- like they are very different. But I, I mean, apparently, apparently they uh, they the voted Academy, on it. It's not so. Apparently, they voted on it, and over like sixty percent of the voters agreed that like we're voiced concern that the the categories had a lot of overlap. So, I, I guess. It's splitting hairs. I don't know. I'm not in that room. Yeah. I don't even know exactly what they go, what goes into each category. But the fact that they've consolidated it into best sound makes sense to me, at least. I don't know if it actually makes sense, but who the fuck really cares? Because um, I, I like because to me, it just sound mixing is what you do with the sound that you have, and then sound editing is how you enhance the sound that you have. And I feel like there's two different things that have to go into those, but. Hey, man, like you said, I'm not in the room. They don't yeah. give shit what I have to say yet. Yeah. But uh, let's let's go ahead and just, I guess, talk, I, I guess, about what won. Uh, best original screenplay, I will say right off the bat, I am exceedingly surprised that Aaron Sorkin did not win this award for Trial of the Chicago 7 because I said this previously. Um, I think it was on our last Under Review episode. The Academy uh, jerks off to Aaron Sorkin like they love that man's work. Uh, I mean, and it, it's he's he does good stuff. Like he wrote uh, the Social Network, and that's one of my favorite aspects of that movie, the screenplay. And so, the point uh, to say, and I think he was the the favorite for just about mm-hmm. every publication. Uh, everyone was expecting, everyone was predicting uh, that movie to win, just because traditionally, the the Academy does uh, did, does go with him. So. And I guess this is there were a couple surprises here, so I guess that kind of uh, complicates my what I said earlier about what we both said earlier about the academy having like a, basically a, a type and sticking to it because uh, they did step outside of that box a couple times uh, this eve- uh, for this ceremony. Uh, but I will say I was very I'm not I was very okay with promising young women re- winning. Like I I love that screenplay. Honestly, I would have been okay with. Honestly, I was okay with most of these. Like, I didn't have an issue with any of these being nominated. Uh, I would have... I'm biased because I love Judas and the Black Messiah, so I'd have loved to yeah. have seen that win. But Promising Young Woman, I think that was a really good screenplay. I think that was one of the most unique movies I saw last year and definitely uh, something that... It, it's it's definitely... I I would say it's deserving of that award. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I really would have been okay with any of these. Um yeah, I bet. and in terms of like best original screenplay, I think you know "Promising a Woman" fits the mold perfectly. So, I agree with you. I think this deserved the win. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's it, that keyword being original because I've never right I've never seen anything like that. Granted, I'm not I haven't seen a ton of revenge movies, but still, like that seems seems to be a very um very a very good original uh, script they had going there. Uh, best adapted screenplay. I haven't seen I've seen everything on this list except uh, "One Night in Miami." Everything that was nominated. 
I guess we should say what was nominated for Best Original Screenplay. Uh, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, Minari, Judas and the Black Messiah, and Trial of Chicago 7. Those are the things that were nominated for Best Original Screenplay. Now, uh, things that were nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay. We have The Father, One Night in Miami, The White Tiger, Nomadland, and Borat, subsequent movie film. Uh, and what ended up winning was The Father, which, if I'm not mistaken, that was the favorite for it. Uh, a lot of uh, different prediction sites that I'd seen. Oh, excuse me. Uh, I've seen everything on this list except One Night in Miami. I, I didn't get a chance to check that out, which really which pains me. You to hop on that one. Yeah, to hop I, on that one. I'm very that's, upset. That's heat. <laughs> I love Regina King. Regina King is uh, my my baby. I, I Although I see why it did not win. I, I love me some Regina King, but uh, yeah, and everyone in that movie is great. I love love all those guys. So very, very uh, disappointed that I haven't had a chance to check that out yet. But uh, so I know you've seen. Have you seen? I've all seen those? every. I've seen everything except the White Tiger and Borat. Oh, okay. Well, I never I got recently, around to seeing the first Borat movie, and I was like, yeah, I'm just. Mm. I, I've I've watched them both like last week in preparation for this. I guess. Yeah. And. <laughs> oh well. Bro, I've just never like I it it always like movies like that always make me cringe. It's like. Be, like movies that that deal with like embarrassing real people, mm-hmm. like I I just have always like cringe, especially now that like you see it on social media, people like being stores like fucking people like in the store. I'd be like, I hate videos like that. So a movie like this wouldn't really draw me in to go see it, but I will like check it out because like Borat too seemed to like do it for everybody. So yeah, to be fair, the first one is very much. I I don't know how this makes you feel any differently, but. Most of the people that are getting made fun of are not exactly good people. Like a lot of them. Yeah, that's what I heard on the podcast. I was listening to. A lot of them are racist or prejudiced or just have leanings that would not be uh, exactly good. So I'm not. I don't exactly feel bad for them. Right. They're not like. That's not to say that like everyone doesn't deserve empathy, but I do think that there's a certain level of. there, there, I think there's levels to it kind of thing and for the most part uh, it's all in mostly in good fun I guess kind of sort of I don't know it's it's a it's a tight rope to walk it's I've done some re- I've looked into it a little bit just so like how much of it is staged how much of it is real and um, some of it is maybe destructive I think overall though I like the messages that both Borat movies are sending I think that they're both really valuable and that's why and I didn't watch them until like last week and Above all else, they're fucking hilarious. Like they're both hysterical. Mm. Like it's 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 kind of it's really funny how it's 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 kind of ridiculous how funny they are. And I'm definitely worth giving it the the, the shot for for Stacha Baron Cohen. Yeah, yeah, that dude can fucking act. Yeah, he he's he's a he is next fucking level. There's a moment I don't actually I won't even get into it because that's a, a bit of a spoiler. But uh. It's it's very it's very satirical. There, it's not for everyone. That's for sure. Some people will not like Borat. Uh, I just so happen to be one of the people that did. Um, but yeah, the father was the winner of this uh, category. Um, I was not really surprised by this. I didn't have much skin in this game, in, much skin in this race. Uh, I didn't know either any of these because I, I don't really know how you can. Like I, I don't know how you exactly decide this one because like I guess is it is it like who adapted this the the, the story the best or who was able to like 
bring in all the right elements from whatever they're adapting. Uh, I'm not exactly That's sure. That's my guess. Like, you know, who who was able to take your source material and create something new while bringing the essence in from what you adapted? And, that, I mean, if whoever did that the best, I guess, wins the award. Yeah, that would make sense. And, I mean, of those movies, I'd probably say uh, The Father is... Mm, I'd say The Father and Nomadland were probably the best that I've seen. I haven't seen One Night in Miami. Mm. Um, so, I don't know. And I watched The White Tiger. I don't know the book it's based on. But, apparently, um, that was not a very good adaptation of the story. And a lot of people have said that that, that book doesn't really function. doesn't really translate well to movie. So, I don't know. Uh, that's the thing. I can't really speak on, like, this one. Because, like, I haven't read the original source material for any of these. Exactly. So, that's kind of hard to... Really have a conversation about, but anyway, that's the that's what won for best. Uh, shout screen. out to the father, you know. Hey. Yeah, shout out, shout out the father, because that was a very good movie. I really enjoyed. Yes. It. Um, next category, uh, best supporting actor. Um, <laughs> yes, sir. My guy, Daniel Kaluuya, finally got his Oscar for uh, oh, yes. his work in Judas and the Black Messiah as Fred Hampton. Oh man, that was. I mean, did I mean? Hold on, that's best original score. And then uh, we uh, have. I'm looking at the. Uh, Oh, yeah, read the nominees. Yeah, the nominees. We had Daniel Kaluuya for Judas and the Black Messiah, Paul Racy for Sound of Metal, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen for The Trial of the Chicago 7, uh, Lakeith Stanfield for Judas and the Black Messiah, and Leslie Odom Jr. for One Night in Miami. And again, I've seen all of those except One Night in Miami. So I can't really speak to Leslie Odom's performance. When I tell you, when they announced the Oscar nominees for this year, I cringed at this category. This was, for me... Most at category the whole night. Literally, everybody in this except maybe Paul Racy could have won this award for me. Like it I, I would have been. been I, I know a lot of people were very like pro Paul Racy winning because he was he was so like he was good, but like I believe these he other was, four. Oh man, he was <laughs> Sasha Baron Cohen. I was kind of like, eh, he, he was good, but like this isn't this was not his award to win in my opinion. Paul Racy was like my two my two favorites were Daniel Kaluuya. Daniel Kaluuya and Paul Racy because Lakeith Stanfield. This was I didn't. He shouldn't have been in this category. Like yeah, I, I I'd like to know. Um, and if maybe maybe the viewers out the listeners out there can 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 hop on our socials and tell us if Daniel Kaluuya and Lakeith Stanfield were the supporting actors in this movie and Judas and the Black Messiah. Who was the star? I think what they <laughs> might be doing. I don't know if it's racism. Like, <laughs> I don't know if this is the um, I don't know if like this is the rule of thumb that they usually go by, but I think what was going on there, whenever there's two uh, two actors that can serve as the lead, then they'll just nominate them both as supporting, which I still don't know if I agree with because I think Lakeith was pretty obviously the lead in that. Yeah, but I don't know. I've been I was outspoken when this was announced. I was like, this is stupid. Like, why is he? And all the all the like kind of not excuses, but like the rationales. Like, oh, maybe they did it so Lakeith would have a chance to win the award. I'm like, but he still doesn't have a chance. Like, he doesn't. Yeah. He was not gonna win this because as soon as I I saw these uh, these nominees, I was like, oh, it's going to Kaluuya. Like, if it doesn't go to yeah. Kaluuya, there's a problem here. Like, he's like he does everything that he. To me, like when he I saw him, Fred Hampton. <laughs> like when I saw that performance, I was like, "Oh, the Academy's gonna eat this shit up." Uh, so like I knew I, I was like very, I would have been very surprised if he didn't win. 
And so like and I the told idea- you the scene he won when he when he when he signed the check that he when he won that bitch the scene the scene that was I, and they that's all they played the entire night that was from clips from that same oh the scene. church yeah the church scene when he gets out of jail for the first time or yes, the first bro. time but yeah uh, and so like we'll get into the best actor category later on but. Lakeith wouldn't have won either category, so you might as nah. well have given him the nomination for what he was, what he was, which was the yeah. best lead actor. But whatever. Um, and shout out to Leslie Odom Jr. Like he did his thing in One Night in Miami. This was this was well deserved. Yeah, I'm I, I'm really excited to check that out because uh, he's fucking amazing in Hamilton. So I'd really like bro, to check. Bro. Really like to check that out. Um, Pardon me. Are you Aaron Burr, sir? <laughs> oh, man. Um, but yeah, my I, I was. Paul Racy, I would have been mad if Daniel Kaluuya didn't win, but Paul Racy was like, oof, that was like, he, like, he had um, a scene in that movie, like, really moved me. Like, I didn't, I didn't cry, but I was like, damn, that is, that is some emotional shit. Cause Sound of Metal was yeah, my favorite. Cried. Shut the fuck up. It's okay yeah, to cry. My... <laughs> 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 Um, yeah, but like he had, he was really fucking good in that movie, but that's, uh, the best supporting category. Um, then we have best director, uh, for Chloe Zhao, uh, for, uh, Nomadland, things that were nominated, uh, Chloe Zhao for Nomadland, Thomas Vinterberg for Another Round, David Fincher for Mank, Emerald Fennel for Promising Young Woman, and Lee Isaac Chung for Minari. The only thing I haven't seen on this list is Another Round, which fucking pisses me off because I wanted to watch it so badly before this happened and I didn't get a chance to and I've been hearing nothing but positive things about another round since that shit came out like since which, that movie, uh, which one is this one uh this is for best director but another round oh. is the is that is the foreign movie that one best international right. picture it's the Danish movie right uh starring uh Mads Mikkelsen I've heard Nary really nigga a bad thing like I've not a damn bad word has been uttered about that movie as far as I'm concerned like I've only seen positive shit and it doesn't look all that like I saw a tra- I saw like clips of it and I was like this doesn't look all that and then everyone's been saying this is the fucking best thing ever and it's getting an English remake I'm like all right with well, Leonardo DiCaprio possibly which, helming yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm very much against like <laughs> if, if you're following Wise Guys on Mob Ties, you know that there is a movie, there's a pair of movies in that season where there's a there's a foreign version, there's a Chinese version, and then there's an English remake. Excuse me. Uh, in that case, I feel that the English remake was a little bit superior, but normally that's not the case. Like, that's not normally how that goes. And so I'm very much not in favor of making, remaking foreign movies uh, for English purposes. But if I'm not mistaken, uh, if Leonardo DiCaprio's in it, one, they've got my attention. Um, and now, and I've, if I'm not mistaken, either Thomas Vinterberg or Mads Mikkelsen basically co-signed it. We're like, you know what? Like, this is a, they didn't, they, they were like, I see the merit in this. I was like, fuck it. If y'all, if y'all say that, y'all the ones that were most closely attached to this fucking thing, thing then who am I to shit on it, I guess. So we'll see. Yeah. I mean, I feel like if you get, if you remake it and you bring back the original minds to it, I feel like how can you, you know, not how can you go wrong, but like, I feel like you, you put, you put a lot of minds at ease that way. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, when, for sure. When, for sure. When, you, when your people come back. Yeah. But, uh, Chloe Zhao won this one. Um, I think this was, I think she was like the favorite for it. I must say, um, uh, Nomadland was beautiful. I really enjoyed Nomadland, but I also was I was kind of expecting um, 
either Fincher or Fennel to take this one, just because those were those uh, both uh, Mank and Promising Young Woman were mm-hmm. more stylish than Nomadland and Minari, and I haven't seen another round, but I imagine a more stylish than that one, and so. I don't really know how the Academy decides the best director category, but yeah, it's very like make very stylized promising young woman, very stylized. So I was like, Oh, this might be, those are the two that popped into my mind. Like, Oh, maybe that's what, maybe that's what's going to win, especially because this was Emerald Fennel's uh, directorial debut. And I am damn near a fan of hers. I want to see at least one more thing before I say I'm a fan, but like Mm. she got me with promising. Like whatever she does next, I'm going to watch. Like I'm, I might've leaned more, Fincher over Fennel. And I think that's because David Fincher was working with um, some better tools than uh, Emerald Fennel was. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I mean, he had Gary Oldman. I mean, that kind of just... He, well, he's, wasn't he just nominated last year for another for another movie? I believe so, yeah. Like, yeah. And then you had just great performers there. And Emerald mm-hmm. Fennel kind of had... Not bottom of the barrel, but she kind of had... She didn't have... Carrie Mulligan and Bo Burnham were good. Bro, Bo Burnham? Bo Burnham. Burn is it Burnham? Yeah, I don't know why I keep thinking it's Darnum, but both I do like Bo Burnham, but like I do not think Carrie Mulligan like the performance was like anything exceptional in this film, bro. Like we've had this conversation so many times, and I yeah, just do I not really believe. I really liked it. I thought it was it's very, it was very reserved. It's very it's definitely not something that I don't think the Academy would go towards because for me I think the Academy really is attracted to like big bombastic award uh, big bombastic performances, and hers is very reserved very muted but i think that that was very i liked how nuanced it was and i don't think that the academy was going to go for it but i do think that she was very deserving you're not deserving sorry getting ahead of ourselves maybe i should be in the academy i ain't go for it (laughs) probably bro maybe you got never mind i was gonna say hey bro but bo burnham is also raw bro like he's a director oh he is i saw that movie eighth grade bro that's that's that heat Oh shit! Wait, he directed that? Holy crap! He yes. Did. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Did you look at that? Because like I, when I, when his name popped up on the screen at the end of the movie, I was like, I know that name, <laughs> and googled it, and I was like, oh fuck, okay. Damn, that's crazy. I maybe uh, he might have. Damn, what was I gonna say? Um. Uh. Oh yeah, I saw. I know he has a comedy special coming out, but that's whatever. Moving on. Um. Best sound. Uh. That went to. Uh, Sound of Metal. We already discussed that. How they changed the, the they consolidated those two categories. Uh, best sound mixing and best sound editing. Uh, personally, what was nominated for it? Let me pull up that list right here. Where is it? Best sound. Best sound. Bro, am I? What the hell? Yeah, like what? <laughs> I'm scrolling. Like I don't see it. What the fuck? Actor, director, national feature film for actress, best song, best actor. Hmm. Wow. Guess the Academy just don't want to talk about it. They was like, hey, no, nah, that was a black mark. Um, I have it on this list, though, because I remember typing it. Uh, supporting role. Achievement. Best team of sounds. Oh, I don't have the fucking thing, though. Uh, I just have the winners. Oh, here's the here's the list of... Here's the nominees. Uh, Greyhound, that dumbass movie uh, that on Apple TV Plus that nobody saw. Uh, Mank. <laughs> Um, <laughs> News of the World, which I will. News of the World looked like such dog shit to me. Like I, and I could be, I could be tripping. I could once I watch it, I might change my mind. But that's one of those movies that I saw. I'm like, that looks so bad. Like I don't give a fuck about that. And then uh, Soul. I thought this was a show, but okay. 
<laughs> I was like, I thought that was a TV show. Well, well, y'all see, y'all see what the fuck I'm talking about. Um, bro, it's this literally because Ethan Hawke came out with the same exact show a year before this movie came out. Yeah, see, that's what I'm talking about, bro. Like, this is whatever, man. Fuck, fuck, fuck this category. Sound of Metal deserved to win it. It has, like, honestly, when I saw this movie, I was like, bro, if this doesn't win, yeah, all the sound <laughs> awards, I'm like, what the fuck is the Academy doing? Like, this is it, literally right. about sound, but whatever. Um, moving on, uh, best animated feature film. Uh, Soul uh, took that one home. Uh, that one didn't see anything else in the category. I wanted Sorry. to get a chance to check out uh, Wolf Walkers because I heard that was really good. But sometimes I really be thinking the Academy just just be throwing shit in this in this category because absolutely they had <laughs> they had Sean Sean the Sheep the Farm Again or some shit in Shaun there. Sean the Sheep, like nigga, how <laughs> how the, the, the cat the nominees for it were Soul, uh, the Sean the Sheep movie, Wolf Walkers, Onward, and Over the Moon. I haven't heard of Over the Moon. Onward was fine. I think it was a middle mid tier Pixar for me personally. Uh, but that one, that one's very. Uh, I don't want to say controversial, but a lot of people uh, resonate with that differently. Personally, I didn't resonate with it all that much, but it's still a it's still a decent movie. It's still a very good. Man, uh, what I will say, the motherfuckers that 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 dealt with like significant loss or loss like of a parent, bro. Oh my god, just. Ate oh. this movie up, bro. Yeah, oh my definitely, goodness. definitely. And I'm um, not gonna lie, like that last scene where like uh, Chris Pratt's character gets to go talk to his dad, and like mm-hmm. they keep that bitch silent, like just let them have that moment. Like that shit was, that shit moved me. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And that was something that I also was very surprised about. I didn't expect Pixar to go that way. I because I expected Tom Holland to get a chance to talk to his dad, and then no, Tom Holland's a bitch. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Oh my god! Hey, that maybe that's a new maybe that's an episode in the future. Why Cyrus doesn't like uh, Tom Holland? Uh, anyway, uh, yeah. So those are the things for best animated feature. Uh, moving on to the next category, we had uh, best actress. Oh, real quick, real quick, bro. Oh, I really, you know, you know, I ain't really mess with Soul like that. Oh, I, I was wondering. If, I was, I was wondering if you're gonna say that. Yeah, yeah. I really didn't. I really didn't mess with Soul. Like I, 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 I don't know if I understand the following. That's all. So like, would I felt you say, like it was kind of. So would you have given it to Onward? But no, but I wouldn't have given it to Onward either, bro. Like <laughs> literally, it's the best choice out of all of them. But like, we need anim. Hey, we need some animators, bro. Come on, bro. I know there was some good shit that came out. From what I heard, Wolf Walkers is very good. Like I, I, a Wolf lot Walkers, of people were saying okay. that Wolf Walkers would have been like a really cool steal, because uh, Wolf Walkers was very good. It was Wolf Walkers was very good. It's on Apple TV Plus. I'm gonna check it out. Mm. Uh, eventually it's one of the things that i wanted to watch but i didn't have the chance to um but yeah moving on to the next category uh best supporting actress won by uh ya jong yoon i believe is how you say her name um i apologize if the, apologize if that's not how you say it uh but the nominees for it were her amanda seyfried 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 said how do you say her last name seyfried seyfried thank you uh, Olivia Coleman and uh, Maria Bakalova and Glenn Close. Um, Amanda Seyfried was for Mank. Olivia Coleman was for The Father. Maria Bakalova was for Borat. And Glenn Close was for Hillbilly Elegy. Uh, category, finally, that I've seen everything in. Um, I will say I was very... I was okay with all of these, basically. A lot of people didn't like Glenn Close's performance. A lot of people didn't like Hillbilly Elegy at all. I didn't really care for the movie, but I didn't think that her performance was bad. Um, 
I, I don't know. Uh, but like she she wasn't really a favorite to me. I feel like if if I'm not even gonna try that name. If the if the girl from Minari, if she won this award, why the 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 maid in Parasite couldn't win the same award? Cause bruh, was she nominated? No, she wasn't. But like, bro, they like I when I watched this Minari, like that's who I was thinking of thinking about. I was like, this reminds me of her performance in the movie. Like, just she comes into the movie normal and just like complete flip and like steals the whole movie. Like that just that's what I felt like when I watched that. But yeah, I agree with you. Like I've seen everybody except um, Maria Bakalova for Borat. Mm-hmm. Um, I could have gone um, the Minari pick. I could have gone um, Amanda Seyfried. I could have gone Glenn Close. Olivia Coleman. I don't know that like compared to the rest of these performances. Like I feel like she didn't really have to. I don't want to say like dig deep, but like, yeah, watch, watch, watch your mouth, she was, man. I don't want to kind of, she was just kind of normal. Like it just seemed like this wasn't Ooh. really, see, see, you're getting, you're getting a little, you're getting a lot out of pocket there, sir. I don't like that. I don't, it, like, like, it, I don't like Olivia Coleman slander around here, man. Olivia it's not Coleman slander. It's just like, it, I mean, no, she's great. Like she did a good job, but like she role played, bro. Like she did her thing. Like she, she Olivia Coleman is great in everything she's ever been in. I don't want to hear you putting her, putting your mouth against her no more. <sighs> she was, Awesome in this. Uh, shout out to actually no, I'm not gonna shout that out right now. Anyway, uh, yeah, you're not gonna shout that out right now. Don't shout that out, hey, bro. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, I gotta shout it out. So it should prove to listeners I ain't no bitch. Uh, <laughs> anyway, this nigga took off his head. <laughs> Bro, he took off. That movie should have been an. That movie should have been an Oscar. <laughs> oh my gosh, bro! And this is so not like the con- The content that we're doing right now is so not suitable for podcast as a medium. But it's okay, people. Y'all can just imagine what's going on. Uh, yeah, no. I, like I said, though, I was okay with basically everyone. Maria Bakalova really surprised me. Um, I knew she wasn't gonna win it, but she was definitely deserving of the nomination. Um, she was excellent in Borat like it is it is like surprising how good she is like I was not expecting that uh, that level of performance from her uh, but yeah so uh, it was nice to see uh, Ya Jung Yoon win for Minari that was a really nice win for her um, and it was really sweet I saw the, like the little, I saw a clip of her a Brad Pitt presenting the award to her uh, that was it was really sweet a really sweet interaction uh, but yeah really really sweet uh, moment for the for the overall production I guess uh, best cinematography best cinematography uh, next category. Let's see what was nominated for that one. Uh, we had Mank, Judas and the Black Messiah, The Trial of the Chicago Seven, Nomadland, and Trash Ash News of the World. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna commit. I'm gonna just continue to call News of the World trash, even though I haven't seen it. If somebody likes it, y'all can try to convince me to watch it. But otherwise, I'm not watching that bullshit. Anyway, um, Mank was the winner for this one. I was kind of. I think that was the favorite. I was expecting that one to win. But personally, I would have loved to have seen. Honestly, my what this I would have best picked, editing, correct? No, this is uh, cinematography. Oh. Personally, I probably would have went Nomadland because Nomadland was gorgeous. Oh. Um, but Judas and the Black Messiah, I'm biased, but I love that. I think that movie was shot so well. But Nomadland was gorgeous. Like I, I'm very surprised that one didn't end up taking the award. Because oh. Mank, Mank did also look really good too, though. So. 
Yeah, it's definitely Nomadland. Like, a lot of these movies, like, I'm looking at for best editing. But, like, yeah, nah, Nomadland was phenomenal. Yeah, that's, it, that's it looked it looked amazing. <laughs> like, it's gorgeous. I listened to a podcast with Joshua James Richards, the cinematographer, um, on it. And just listening to him talk about it, it was really fascinating. Um, but, yeah, Mank ended up winning that award. The trial of Chicago 7, um, I didn't really the cinematography didn't stick out to me uh a lot of people a lot of people um kind of say that aaron sorkin's really good as a writer but as a director he's pretty mediocre um so that's take that for what you will i guess uh moving on though uh that was a weird way to end that category but anyway uh next category the last couple oh no we still have a few more uh best film editing uh that one the category the nominations for that category were sound of metal uh, Promising Young Woman, The Father, uh, The Trial of the Chicago 7, and Nomadland. Uh, the winner of that one was Sound of Metal. Um, again, I was probably thinking the more stylized movie, Promising Young Woman, or The Father. Uh, that If you've seen that movie, you understand kind of the way that that one has to... The, the certain the tricks that have to go on in that film, so I would have expected that one to uh, win editing. Uh, Sound of Metal, though, from what I remember, it was pretty... It was like, it was well edited. I didn't. I haven't seen it in a few months, so I gotta. I'd have to revisit it. Um, but I've seen everything on this list, so I'm very, I'm very proud that I've seen a lot. Everything on this. Uh, yeah, uh, me too. Out of these nominees. Me too. Um, yeah, I agree. Like all of these movies were were pretty, pretty good um, in terms of editing. I agree with Sound of Metal. I think that movie should win in pretty much every category it was in. So <laughs> damn. Uh, yeah, the Sound of Metal was great. Definitely got to check that out. It's on Amazon. That's Prime. probably my favorite movie of 2020. Yeah, I yeah, it's, it's mine. It's, it's yeah. like, and it's followed very closely by um, a couple of the things in the Small Axe series. Have you had a chance to check out Small Axe, Steve McQueen's? No, bro, I haven't. Check You've been it out, man. Me on for a minute. Check it out, man. Five movies. Some, all of them are heat, but some of them are like a, a cut above heat. But anyway, um, yeah, Sound of Metal ended up winning it. Uh, the Trial of Chicago 7. I got to say, I was very surprised that Trial of Chicago 7 got no love tonight or at the Oscars. And I can't say I was upset. Like, I'm like, you know what? It's fine. I don't really give a shit. Like, I'm I'm, I'm happy to see other shit win. Uh, yeah. Moving on, though. Best score. Let me see what those, cat, what, what those nominees were. Let me put that up. Best original score. Here it is. Uh, we have Soul, The Five Bloods, Mank, Minari, and News of the World. Um, Soul was the favorite for this one. Uh, but I guess Mank was also a favorite because it has the same has the same composers minus John Batiste because he was doing some of the jazz for Soul. Um, Minari's score was very beautiful. Oh, trash ass news of the world. Didn't even see that there. Um, <laughs> I mean, you're saying it's trash, but I mean, it's, this is what the third place has been nominated. Like I said, the Academy don't mean shit to me. This I don't give true. a I don't give true. a fuck what they nominate. They be nominating dog shit, and we'll see that early. We'll see that in another one of these categories. Because hey, another one of these get BVS Oscar. Anyway, I'm not. I'm not. Do, I'm, not <laughs> bro, I'm not dealing with you today, bro. Here comes the boom, bro. Where the Oscar at, bro? <laughs> I am not fucking with you today, man. Uh, the Five Bloods. I haven't had a chance to re-listen to that um, uh, 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 score. I don't remember it sticking out all that well when I watched the movie. But I remember the soundtrack for that sticking out. I don't know about the score. Yeah. Oh, speaking of snubs, though, uh, fucking god damn it! What's the man's name? Uh, 
I'm going to shoot myself. Delroy Lindo? Damn it. Yes, thank you. Delroy Lindo. Yeah. That man was snubbed. <laughs> snubbed. He deserved snubbed. some shit oh my from, this God. Damn, from this damn Academy, bro. He was, he was amazing oh. in that damn movie. My dad said the same thing. He called me. He was like, yeah, Delroy Lindo. Yeah, fuck the Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's that's everything. Soul ended up winning. Soul, very very nice score. Uh, Minari is also very beautiful. It's because black people. That's why. <laughs> Those damn black folk. <laughs> and the crazy thing is, I still take Soul over Raya though. Disney, I need y'all to get it together. Raya, my guy, don't you disrespect Raya like that? Raya, Raya the Last Dragon. Yes, bro. Fuck that trash ass movie. <gasps> oh my. Okay, we're not doing it. Nope. 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 Next category. Uh, best picture. Oh, for the first time, and I think ever, the Academy decided to save the best actor uh, awards for the end of the show instead of the best picture. Uh, and I think a lot of a lot of the things that's been going around, the producers made this choice because they were assuming that the Academy would give the best actor award. To we'll a get certain there. someone. Have a serious read for that. But we'll have. Yeah. We'll get there to. Well, they were gonna give it to a certain someone, and they had a, uh, a a tribute prepared for said someone, and the academy um, did not pick that person, and because of that, uh, the presentation the presentation of the award went to shit for a variety of reasons. But we'll get to that uh, first. Uh, but first, we'll tackle the best picture uh, category. So the nominations for that were Nomadland, Sound of Metal. Mank, Minari, Promising Young Woman, The Father, Judas and the Black Messiah, and The Trial of the Chicago 7. We spoke briefly about this in our last under-review episode. Um, that was where we reviewed the, file, the, final ep- the first season of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, but the winner of this one, uh, I remember at that during that episode, we gave what we wanted to win. Uh, but Nomadland was the favorite to win, and uh, it ended up taking it home. Which I was not upset with. I said on the I said on the on that episode, I would have been okay with I was okay with everything winning except uh, the trial of the Chicago Seven and Minari, or no, not Minari, Mank. Um, so <clears throat> uh, yeah, I was I was okay with Nomadland taking it away. But I will say I was a little sad that Judas and the Black Messiah didn't take it. Honestly, Nomadland was probably like my third or fourth pick for this. I think I was going. I think my for best picture for me was Sound of Metal. Yeah, that was a great um, one too. Sound of Metal could have won it for me. The Father or Judas and the Black Messiah were my were my top were my three favorites to win. Mm-hmm. Um, Nomadland was good. Like I definitely think I think that movie out of all of these for me was the most Oscar bait. To be real honest with you, um, it, it just checked all of the boxes, and that's why it won best picture. But really, all these films are good though. The only one I like was questioning why I was even in this category was promising a woman to be real honest with you. Uh, I need to, to be, revisit I need to revisit that movie high key. Like to, I really need to revisit it. To that be movie. fair, I guess I can I think I can see that, but personally I love Promising a Woman. I thought it was really bold. I thought it was really interesting. I think a lot of think that a lot of interesting things and um Emerald Fennel definitely like she she dropped herself onto the scene uh with a bang and I'm very very impressed with that. Uh I will say of these I agree. Nomadland was 100% Oscar bait, but it's a good form of Oscar bait, in my opinion. The Trial of the Chicago 7 was closer to the bad kind, because when I think of Oscar bait, I think of movies like Spotlight, where it has an ensemble cast full of well-known actors. It's got a really compelling dialogue, and it's about a political or real-life event 
that is really important and the Oscar the Academy is going to eat that shit up. So that's why I thought the trial of Chicago 7 and they had some really cheesy shit in there that was like yeah, this is the Academy is going to like suck up to this movie as much as they fucking can. And I was very happy to see that it did not uh take the win. Um so that yeah. man has a lawyer. No sir, he does not. <laughs> And I say all that to say, I still really enjoyed prom- the promising, the trial of the Chicago Seven. Like I thought it was a really fun movie, uh, and I would definitely watch it again. Yeah, totally. I just will say that I'm glad to see a movie that was what I consider to be bad Oscar bait not be rewarded for being like quote unquote bad behavior. Like if that makes any sense. Um, not yeah. like Lamar didn't win. Yeah, I, I know you were, which is kind of crazy. I would have been very okay with Minari winning because Minari was beautiful. Uh, you were asleep on that one. You need to rewatch that one. You Girl, I'll be to. watching when you watch uh, News of the World. All right. Anyway. <laughs> uh, trash-ass movie. Anyway, uh, next category, last category, or last uh, the second to last category. Oh, also, before we do that, I said something about uh, bringing up some, some bullshit that the Academy had uh, nominated. And... Y'all could take this with a grain of salt because I haven't seen most of these movies. I'm just being a dickhead right now. But for best visual effects, uh, they had fucking Tenet, The Midnight Sky, The One and Only Ivan, Love and Monsters, and Mulan. I don't know. The Midnight Sky looked like dog shit. <laughs> the One and Only Ivan, what the fuck was that? That looked so fucking trash. And then Love and Monsters. so good. I've never even heard of Love and Monsters. What the hell? And I heard Mulan is trash, but whatever. Mulan Mulan was doo-doo. And (laughs) so, like, the fact that Tenet won, uh, all all praise to that, because that movie was definitely... If it was going to win anything in this damn uh, ceremony, it was definitely going to meet Best VFX. If it had won some bullshit like Best Sound... Bro, like, I'd have I, lost it. I'd have lost it. (laughs) The Academy don't know... The Academy got to be deaf. Like, there's no way... I mean, they all like a hundred thousand years old. They probably all are deaf, bro. Like, what the fuck? Like that? Ah, oh, that would have been some bullshit if that movie had won. But yeah, I just saw. I saw the one and only Ivan. I said, "What the fuck?" Did you bro? watch it? No, I said earlier I ain't watch it, bro. You watched it, bro. I mean, at the very least, it's a good movie. It shouldn't have been in this category, but it's good. Like, it's 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 a good. I wrote in my review for it. I was like, "Hey, bro, it's a good. Like, you ain't got shit to watch, but you with the family, bro. It's raining outside. You got popcorn popped. Right, just go ahead, throw it on." Hey, man, that's, a lot of, that's a lot. That's a lot of requirements that gotta be met for me to throw this movie on, man. That's a lot. <laughs> right. A, you do the same thing to go see a movie, just you have to pay for it. No, 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 no. You said if I'm at home with the family, I ain't got shit to watch. It's raining. I already got my popcorn pop. Like, nigga, what is the like what is the likelihood that? Nah, all you, that don't shit pop, go- you don't pop it, bro. You gotta buy it. You gotta buy that popcorn already popped in the bags. Like oh you buying God. a chip off. <laughs> bro, what? <laughs> Hell no. Nah. Anyway, uh second to last category we had best actress. Uh, nominees were Frances McDormand for her work on Nomadland, Andre Day for uh, The United States versus Billie Holiday, Vanessa Kirby versus Pieces of a Woman, Carrie Mulligan for, for Promising Young Woman, and Viola Davis for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Uh, from, what I underst- from what I understand, I didn't have a chance to see uh, The United States versus Billie Holiday and Pieces of a Woman. Um, I will say, The United States versus Billie Holiday was one of those movies I kept seeing like, oh, I should watch. I need to watch that so I can see Andre Day. But like, I've never heard a good thing about it, and it was like, this feels like a chore because it's not a short movie. It's like over two hours. I'm like, I don't. Yeah, it's too. I don't. I really don't want to watch this. Like, I just don't. And I kept dreading it, and that's why I didn't watch it. And Pieces of a Woman, 
I've heard mixed things on it. I know you really like it. Uh, I loved it. Yeah, it was so good. I've heard really mixed things on it, though. Looking at it, I get the vibe that I'm not going to like it, but I still want to watch it to tell that to make that decision. But it's something I that low I, key could see you not liking it. In so I, I, I gotta, I gotta get a chance to. I have to work up the courage to watch that one. But I did see Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, and My Rainey's Black Bottom. Uh, Andre Day made a surprise at the Globes, at the Golden Globes. She ended up winning this category there. Um, Although it shouldn't be a surprise because she fucking deserved it, bro. Well, I, I think the, I think she was a surprise because I think uh, Francis was the, was the favorite. So, uh, mm. but yeah. Um, Wait for the Golden Globes. Yeah. Bro, I'm, I I can think it was Carrie. Uh yeah. Point is, Andre Day wasn't the favorite, and so that's why yeah. her winning was a was a surprise. But Francis ended up winning this one here at the Academy. Uh, the Oscars. <laughs> Bullshit. They, they gave it to Francis. I mean, I don't know. Francis was amazing. What are you talking about? Oh, she was good, but she wasn't Andre Day. And oh, okay, know, well, I I can't. I'll just take your word for it until I get a bro. chance to watch it. And for somebody who does not do this, bro, like Andre Day does not do this, bro. This was her first movie. Impressive. Impressive. <laughs> You're nominated for best actress, bro. So I mean, hey, that's you still get the nomination. Like you still hey, get, yeah, that you get the nomination. Like you can the people can put you if they put you in their movie, you can say Academy Award nominated or Academy nominated actress. So I need to trust my snaps. Sorry. <laughs> hey man, I don't know if I can hear him properly. Your snaps be uh your snaps be be, uh, be struggling sometimes to get through the get through the microphone. But anyway, uh, we're going to move forward to the last category, uh, Best Actor. Uh, unprecedented territory here. Uh, they did not end the show with Best Picture. They ended it with the Best Actor. And so the nominees for this award were Anthony Hopkins for his work on The Father, Riz Ahmed for his work on Sound of Metal, Stephen Yun for his work on Minari, Chadwick Boseman for uh, his work on My Randy's Black Bottom, uh, Rest in Peace, and Gary Oldman's work for Mank. Now, I said earlier that uh, this was a this was a big of a this was a bit of a of a unique situation because of the Academy or sorry the Oscars typically save this award for the end, but the a lot of people have been saying speculating that the producers uh, moved this award to the end so that they could make a tribute for Chadwick Boseman because he uh, died recently uh, due to colon cancer, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, it was it was a very it was they were they had a touching. Um, they had a touching uh, uh, ceremony planned, and uh, it was it was very it was very surprising. Everyone everyone assumed that Chadwick was going to get this posthumous win because uh, I think I don't know if that's like a precedent that According the, Academy, to the Academy it was a calculated risk. Uh, yeah, so I don't know if it's like a um, I don't know if this is a, a a precedent that's been set previously, but I know another actor that died that won an award posthumously was Heath Ledger. For his work on um, the Dark Knight as Joker, as the Joker, which I'm wagering was not a calculated risk. Um, so, yeah. Uh, needless to say, everyone was very surprised, including Anthony Hopkins, to that he won the award. Who was asleep uh, at 4 a.m. in the UK because, when he found out. Uh, for for the record, he did ask the producers if he was able to zoom in because he didn't want to risk his health to go to the Academy because Anthony Hopkins is an old man and um the uh producer said no so that's not a good look for them uh and so at that he was asleep at 4 a.m wherever he was uh, somewhere in europe and um 
he was very surprised to find out that he won the award. The next day, he put out a little video thanking the Academy, paying tribute to Chadwick. And um, just you, you could tell he did not expect to win the award. Like, everyone expected it to go to Chadwick. And, um, yeah, uh, everyone. Like, I, Anthony Hopkins. Although, very, like. Anthony Hopkins was very good. Like, this, this was a very stacked category. Like, I was okay with everyone in it, but I wanted to see either Riz Ahmed, Stephen Young, or Chadwick win. Uh, Anthony Hopkins was amazing. Oh. But I would have loved to have seen one of those three win. Gary Oldman was also good, but again, I would have rather Gary seen was the three win. Although, like, I always found it weird. It was just like, um, Chadwick. You know, at the very least, this I didn't think this was Chadwick's strongest role. Like, I didn't think his role in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom was like worth winning the Best Actor. But I think for the fact that, you know, he's no longer with us and that, like, the body of work is so strong surrounding Chadwick Boseman definitely. that you that you give him the award. Definitely. I mean, this, is like, like, this, was, this is definitely, like, a legacy award more than anything. Because regardless, sure. regardless of what you feel about his, his performance in Ma Rainey's, which personally I think was very beautiful, I'm, I'm also on the fence as to what I, whether or not I believe this is his best performance, but I do think there's certainly an argument to be made that it is. And regardless, like you said, because of his body of work, because of everything that he did, uh, all the work that he put himself through dealing with cancer, all the work that you can look at, his, like you said, his body of work and see that he's done. Uh, as a legacy award, just kind of to honor him, uh, I would have, I think you, this one should have gone to him for sure. And it's just, it, it's hard to like, this is one of the issues with the Academy why people, you know, this is one of the, the few times like you bring race in the conversation. It was like, I just really don't feel like it was a question once Heath Ledger died whether or not to give them that award um, posthumously, but you know when Chadwick passes, it's a it's a calculated risk. It's a you know we're pretty sure this might happen, but we don't know. Like I feel like it was a sure thing when Heath Ledger died, especially that, that, given his performance in The Dark Knight. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. I gotta. I don't know what was nominated that year. I'm, I'm gonna look that up real quick just out of curiosity. But I definitely like. There's. I definitely hear what you're saying there, and like, it's just. It's a little frustrating. And, like, it kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier. Um, uh, the 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 fact that the winners... or I wanted to see one of the three non-white men win for the award. Because mm-hmm. this was the first time that a, uh, an, an Asian-American was nominated for the, wor- for the award in Stephen Young. And Riz Ahmed was the first, if I'm not mistaken, Muslim-American to be... Uh, awarded or not awarded nominated for the category and so this is the 93rd time we've had this award exactly like the fact that this is the first time that we had an asian and a muslim in this category it's like come on man this is ridiculous and that's why i wanted to see anyone but the two white men win because like they've constantly won this award for like it's entire the entirety of its of it of its existence with a couple uh, different with a couple deviations here and there, and so that's why it was like Anthony. I, I can't be upset because Anthony Hopkins did a damn good job. Like he deserves it in the technical yeah, sense. Yeah, for like, sure. He, he did a great job, but like you gotta. That's not that's not the right decision in my opinion. Like I think you gotta. I don't think this was the good the best move. But go ahead. And you said you got the list of the um uh, the 2009 Oscar yep. uh, nominations for that the category that. Uh, Heath Ledger won. So what were those? So like I said, Heath Ledger won for The Dark Knight. You have Josh Brolin for his work in Milk. You have Michael Shannon in his work in The Revolutionary Road. 
You have Robert Downey Jr. for his work in Tropic Thunder, and you have Philip Seymour Hoffman for his work in Doubt. Uh, and I haven't seen any of those, but just off the top of my head, Philip Seymour Philip Seymour Hoffman is a is a fucking phenomenal actor. Josh Brolin, yeah. very good actor. Michael Shannon, very good actor. Robert Robert Downey Jr., very good actor. And so. Just ba- going based on what I know about these actors, even though I haven't seen their performances, I know that they were very good. And the fact that Heath Ledger won, one, he was very good in Joker, but two, it was like a, it, it seems like an honor award. It seems an honor award. It's like you did all this good work, and now we want to honor you in death. And right. It doesn't feel like the Academy did that, which kind of feels, it, it, it does feel shitty. It does kind of feel, and I like that the Bozemans, um, the the family. They were very outspoken, like, the Academy does not dictate how we feel. We don't feel validated by them. Uh, this is just an award, basically. So, like, I'm glad that they're not heard about it. But still, like, right. that's just, it feels like the Academy bungled this one. Yeah. The mistake, I don't think they're going to want to make again. Yeah, it's just, uh, man, it's just like, uh, come on, guys. Like, you have to, it's like there's no self-awareness. It's like, you got to you gotta right. understand you have to, it's like you can't read the room. You got to be able to, the Academy doesn't, it feels like they don't have a sense of being able to read. No, nah, the they room. read the room the right authors were in the room. That's, that was the issue. Hey, like, there fair. were other people that looked like Chatwick in the room. Very, there would have been some conversations. Very, very true. Very, very true. Which is another reason why I think the Academy um, is, it, it's got a lot of work to do if they ever want to reach a level of, uh, relevance that they've had in the past because the world is no longer the way it used to be back in the day. Um, yeah, so, so that's a new world order. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, it was a pleasure to record with you, man. I, I really, every time we get on these mics, I have fun. Uh, yeah, you don't know how to say, you don't know what to say. I gave you a compliment, you speechless. Ain't that right? Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but let us know how y'all felt about the Oscars and the winners this year. Um, did y'all do y'all think that Chadwick should have won? Do you guys think that it was a good decision that Anthony Hopkins won? How do you feel about any of these other uh, categories? Any of these other nominations? Um, are you do you give a shit about the Oscars? Are you going to be watching them from here on out? Are you going to be paying attention to anything? Because even if I don't watch, even if I don't, because I never watch the ceremony. I, even when I don't watch the ceremony, I still kind of keep an eye on the nominations just so I can see them and see what's in the what's in the general sphere of conversation. But let us know what y'all thinking about that. Uh, let us know. Uh, do I need to watch Trash Ass News of the World? Like I think that movie. Uh, I, I I think it's it's. It, I don't need. To, I don't think I need to watch it. Do y'all think I need to watch it? I don't think so. That should trash. Um, do you think the Florida Project should have won an Oscar? Absolutely. I mean, probably. It's very well done. Very well made. I would not have been upset to see shut it. The f- shut, shut the fuck up. Yes, you would have. Yes, you would have. You would have so broke your TV. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, moving on. Uh, y'all can like let us share us with share with us your thoughts. Uh, hit us up on Instagram. Uh, tweet at us. Uh, hit us in the DMs, all that shit. You can find us at brackets underscore B-rolls everywhere that matters. Uh, I didn't say this up top, but leave us five-star ratings and reviews on the Apple Podcast app. It's how we get organic exposure. More people can find the show that way. Uh, share us with your friends. If you know anyone who's interested in movies, interested in uh, film, uh, just likes hearing dumb people have conversations, uh, stupid banter, shit like this, definitely send them our way. Um, you guys can find us individually. Where can they find you at, sir? You can find me on Instagram at 
Quattro IV with the period between the C and the U. So that's C period U A T R O I V. And I just recently changed my Twitter. It is no longer Red Kool Aid 317. My Twitter is now Quattro C U A T R O I V underscore. Catch me there on Twitter. Nice, nice. You retired Red Kool Aid. Red Kool Aid. Uh, yeah, I think had to help me figure it out. Yeah, I, <laughs> I was I wondering where you just gonna rock with that forever. I was like, I mean, I hey, couldn't a, figure out how to change. I wanted to change it since I like hopped back on Twitter, and I was like, I don't know how. I was like, hey, that's a, that's a handle. I mean, he could use it. <laughs> it's a handle. Um, that's my Snapchat handle, and I just there's no changing that. Yeah, so. no, no. Snapchat said, yeah, all that dumb shit you all did when you were young, and then you embarrassed yourself. Yeah, stick with it. So, um, anyway, y'all can find me on Instagram at flyguy.ty, two eyes and fly. You can find me on Twitter at flyguyty7, two eyes and fly again, of course. And uh, you guys can check out new episodes of the podcast, uh, Brackets and B-Rolls, our first season of Wise Guys and Mob Ties. Episode, new episodes coming out on Thursdays. Last week, we had uh, episode seven. We did the entire Sweet 16. Really fun episode. Really good. Uh and no new episode this week though uh taking the taking the week off just because a lot of shit coming don't have a lot of time to get everything uh ready so we'll be instead coming at y'all with new episode next week uh the following week next thursday episode eight um uh and then under review coming out every monday or not every monday on mondays keep an eye out for when those are coming uh but again that i think that's it Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Uh, we appreciate it. We appreciate the love. Uh, stay safe. Wash your hands. Um, don't watch News of the World, that trash-ass movie. Um, Look here. And Look here. Look here. Have you seen it? Do you have some sort of stake no, in this movie? No, I haven't seen it, bro. I just, you know, I just feel like it's not fair. I feel like you're not being fair. You know what? And I might. I'm. I am not. I will. I will agree that I am not being fair. And that's it. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, <laughs> uh, I said it already, but thanks for tuning in. Appreciate you. Love y'all. Um, brackets and B-rolls. B-rolls. Damn, he came in late. <laughs>